You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine, and it's Steelers week. It's time for the keys of the game, and then we'll look at some offensive-defensive matchups that will be, you know, very important. And the entire team has discussed the importance of this game from Mike Hilton, who comes over from the Steelers to the Bengals, making a speech in the locker room, apparently, telling the team how important this game is to him, to Sam Hubbard on Thursday in his press conference saying, you know, I grew up in this city. I know how important this game is to Bengals fans everywhere. We all know this game is important. One, it's a divisional game. Two, you're one and one. Two and one is a lot better than one and two. You have a chance to get to three and one when you go play the Jaguars. That feels a lot better than 500 after your first four games, which is compared to some of the later games on the schedule, not necessarily the hardest part of the schedule, even if Some of the defensive line challenges have been significant early on. So let's talk some keys to the game, James. And going to Heinz Field, always an emotionally charged affair. The taunting flags have started to come out. That could be a key to the game. Which team has the worst taunting (laughs) penalty? But let's focus on things that are actually football related. And for me, the number one thing this week, James, is Joe Burrow. Let's have a good game. Not an okay game, not a pretty good game. Let's have a great game. Let's go play really well. Go be that number one draft pick. And obviously there's a lot that goes into Joe Burrow playing a great game. But when you really simplify it, you can't throw two interceptions, two bad interceptions. You can't do that and then come back later and then hit your touchdown passes, right? And it's not just Joe Burrow that needs to take care of the ball. But after last week, and going into another tough defense, you're the better quarterback in this game. So go mm-hmm. play like it. It's fair. No, it's that's a reasonable expectation. And, you know, when I think about this game, there, there are a lot of things that lead me to Steelers, right? Whether it's Zach Taylor's road record or a bunch of other stats that I can get to later in the show. But you're right. Like I always, when I'm making a Super Bowl pick or I'm making a pick in the AFC title or whatever it is, I look at the quarterbacks. Which quarterback's better? Well, Joe Burrow, even at, you know, the two picks, the three picks, but it was really two picks because the other one should have basically been a fumble is, is what it was more so than a, an interception. I know technically it was a pick, but to me, he's still playing better than Ben Roethlisberger, which says a lot about Ben than it does Joe. And so if he takes a step, or takes two steps, then certainly you uh, not only could see him outplaying Ben, but you could see him leading, you know, this team in a, in a, in a tough environment. And I do think he's going to play well, but you know who I'm looking at more so than Joe. And part of it is Joe and it goes hand in hand. So it's, you know, six in one hand, Jake versus half a dozen in the other James, but Zach Taylor, look, you're one fifteen and one on the road. You, you have never beat the Steelers on the road. The Bengals haven't since 2015. You do have the better quarterback. And they're missing arguably their best receiver. Deontay Johnson's not going to play. You have your best receiver, I think, whether you want to say it's Boyd or Chase. I think Higgins is going to play, by the way. Just a gut feeling. I know he didn't practice on Thursday as we record this. Just a gut feeling. But even if you don't, can you get Chase in space? 
Is it that hard for, for your scheme to not do that? Can you find a way to maximize Mixon? I, I mean, because those are the two things, maximize Mixon, chase in space. And if you do those things, then Burrow, I think, is going to feel like, okay, I can I can do, you know, not that he doesn't think he can do this, but he it's just going to make life easier on him, I guess, to, to conquer the, the dreaded Steelers that are still really, really tough on defense. And, you know, I, I think that that's kind of the key. My key is the key to, to unlocking your key, which could unlock a Bengals win. What do you think? Well, they all fit together, right? The other the other key to Joe Burrow playing well is they have to protect him better. And that means Cam Hayward can't wreak havoc on your interior defensive line, even if Jackson Carmen plays. It means you have to hold TJ Watt at bay. If you're going to be Riley Reef out there, you have to play well again. And so the offensive line also needs to step up and you have an advantage every week. We're going to say this. You should have an advantage in your wide receiver cornerback matchups. The, the Steelers lost corners. Yeah. Joe Hayden looks like he's going to be back, but the Steelers lost two of their starting corners last year. So how are they going to hold up against these wide receivers? So wide receivers, again, play well coaches, put the wide receivers in a position where they can exploit the Steelers defense. Don't get confused by, you know, the Steelers showing you new things if you're Joe Burrow or wide receivers. And all of this is a big task because like you said, James, really good defense here, but the offense needs to play better. The passing offense needs to go better. Second downs need to go better. And it all comes back to protection, coaching, Joe Burrow performance. And you said wide receivers in space. I'd rather see Jamar Chase, I guess, technically in space, but behind the Steelers defense. I don't, I don't need to see him in space on a screen or, or a slant or whatever. Although sure. Give me that too, but just get him behind <laughs> these guys. Cause, cause he's doing sure. it consistently. And, and so why not take advantage of that? No, I, I agree. I agree with that. I just, to me, like looking back at the, the game last week, if you told me Jamar could have had 10 catches, like it wouldn't have been crazy. Yeah. Like if they had looked leaned on him that way and maybe that's it, maybe if Higgins is out, they're like, okay, we're going to unleash the fifth pick. And and it's just going to be five and 28, 28 and five. And on crucial third downs, it'll be 83. And that's, that's how they're going to make things work. And, and maybe that's the blueprint for success, but no, I agree with you getting him behind the defense, letting him uh, you, you know, and, and that's the thing he's going to go up against a, a guy in Joe Hayden who's going to play, but is still nursing that groin injury a little bit, I think. So, uh, certainly something to to pay attention to, and, and what a uh, what an opportunity for Chase to to slay Joe Hayden, a guy who gave AJ Green all sorts of fits throughout his career. Yeah, that was not ever a great matchup for AJ Green. Let's flip to the other side of things. You talked about using Joe Mixon, finding a way to utilize his skill set. Let's watch the way the Steelers try to use Najee Harris this week. This is something that Chris Carter talked about in our crossover, James feeding Najee as a receiver, as a checkdown option, letting him do work with the ball in his hands. But when the defense is on the field, for me, there, there are two things that I'm looking for this week. Continued dominance of the interior offensive lines, defensive lines. The Bengals should be able to beat a very bad Steelers offensive line. We talked about it on the crossover. The Bengals might actually have the best offensive line out of the first three opponents in the Bengals that they've played this year, which again is not a huge compliment to the Bengals, but is more an indictment of some of the teams they've played against, and then a marginal improvement for the Bengals. We need to see that again this week. We talked about that, but disrupt Ben. Make him uncomfortable. He's not the elusive, hard-to-bring-down guy he used to be. Sam Hubbard talked about pinning his arm down, so they're going to still treat him as if he's old-school Ben. It's hard to tackle him. But get the guy to the ground. And the other thing is, 
let's let's get some takeaways, right? This has been a major point of emphasis, and we haven't seen it a ton. I think Logan Wilson continues to play well. See if you can trick a guy. Get another pick for if you're Logan Wilson. He's played really well early on. We'll talk about some of these individual matchups, but if I'm the Bengals, I'm looking at this game as, you know, Ben's got a, a butterfly arm right now. He can't throw the ball very hard. Find a way to close those windows, get interceptions, and take him to the ground because this offensive line is not good enough for them to beat you if you make them run it to beat you. And so take advantage of those matchups and make Ben beat you and then don't let him beat you. That's fair I because, you know, we, we've certainly seen him do it over the years, but is he still capable of doing it? I say yes if you aren't disciplined in doing the things that you just said, right? Like even though I don't expect Deontay Johnson to play, Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool, they're capable, right? Pat Fryermuth, uh, a rookie, it, you know, can make plays. I, well, you don't want him to. You want Logan Wilson to, to be cutting ahead of Fryermuth if he, you know, is um, targeting him. Or, you know, if he's going deep to Chase Claypool, well, you hope Awuzie is not on him. And then, you know, it's not maybe Trey Wayne's coming back uh, from the hamstring. Or maybe it is Trey Wayne's. That would be better than Eli Apple, right? Who, by the way, if he tries to shove Chase Claypool 32 yards downfield, Claypool might laugh at him because he's big and strong and physical and still catch the ball. So we'll see if that happens this week as you make a face. That, that's the Eli Apple face if you're watching on YouTube that Jake just made. <laughs> but no, I like that's the thing is like there's certainly a path for the Bengals to go into Pittsburgh and win. And when you look at these two teams from a talent standpoint, I think it's realistic to feel that way. Completely objective. Pretend this is the locked on whatever pod. You know, you're not listening to locked on Bengals. And I do think we do a good job about being objective. But I think if you thousand foot view of this, the Bengals should go in there and compete. And, and that's a reasonable expectation. And, you know, if they come out of there with a win, I, I will not be surprised. But like you said, they're going to have to be disciplined on defense and, and take Ben down right away and, and not allow that running game to get going. It's not your grandpa Steelers, but there is a creepy old grandpa on the other side of the field. For the Steelers. Man. You talking Let's about talk. Mike Tomlin or Ben Roethlisberger? I like Mike Tomlin. He's fine. Except, I do too. That's why well, he's older than Ben, I have issues with. But anyway, let's uh, let's talk offense. <laughs> let's get into the offense for the Bengals against this still very good Pittsburgh defense coming up next. You know, we talk about built bars all the time on the, the Locked on Bengals podcast. And I'll tell you what, the Bengals, they got the Steelers on Sunday. And Ben Roethlisberger, you know how he kind of slimmed down a little bit this offseason, 38-year-old Big Ben, and he's still Big Ben. It's probably because he got on the built bar plan. Now, I can't confirm this, but I'm certainly not going to deny it. And, and all I can say is built bars are the number one protein bar on the planet. If you're looking to get in better shape, you need to get on the Built Bar plan. They have nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And Ben, if you're listening, why wouldn't you be? You're scouting the Bengals right now with the number one Bengals podcast out there. High in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, perfect for you if you're looking to uh, you know, get in into better shape here as the season goes on. So check them out right now, BuiltBar.com. And Ben, we're going to save you 15% right now off that first order with promo code LOCKED15. Again, it's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. James, I don't think you've ever sold less Built Bars in an ad read marketing to Big Ben. You think you think Bengals fans want to eat the same protein bar as Big Ben? Don't listen to James, Big Ben. But if you're a Bengals fan, go get a Built Bar. What? 
No, I I want it's fine. Ben can no. eat. No, nope. right. I'm not. Nope. A, I'm not against that. He can I get am. on the built bar plan. I hope do. everybody in Pittsburgh gets on the built bar plan. Everybody but Ben. He can't have nice things. Those are for nice wow. people. Let's talk Bengals offense. James Joe Mixon. Probably something that should be important in this game, right? The Bengals have reiterated time and time again that they want to get this game, this offense predicated on the running game. They want to run the they want to run the ball, they want to get opposing defenses to try to load up the box and then take advantage of those moments. The Steelers have a very good defense and Devin Bush will be back this week. TJ Watt, Cam Hayward still out there. Yes, no Stefan Tuitt, no Alex Highsmith, but that front seven, very good. What do we think, James? Will, will Jackson Carmen, who I would assume right now is starting, the way he's been discussed, the way Xavier Suofilo is trending, are they going to be able to run the ball this week against the Steelers' defense? Oh, man. You certainly hope so. It's such a huge part of this, right? A part of getting Joe going, Burrow going, is getting Joe Mixon going. And first, let's start with Xavier Suofilo. As we record this on Thursday night, uh, he did not practice on Thursday. Uh, I did get some video of him and watched him pretty closely on the rehab field. Had a big bulky knee brace on, and I, I don't think he's going to play, and especially with the Thursday night game looming. Whether or not they take that into consideration, who knows? I think you do, uh, especially when you're not rushing him back. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Jackson Carmen. And from a, a run game standpoint, shouldn't he be better than Xavier Suofilo? Like, is it is it weird to that, that my expectations will be there? Like, I get it. There's Because my, my concern about Jackson is – protection and communication on the road but from a, a physical standpoint an athleticism standpoint a, a getting out in this wide zone runs like i think carmen's an upgrade from suofilo in those areas so yeah i certainly think they can get the run game going and if, when you look at mixon's numbers he's gotten going against the steelers in the past some and uh i, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he averages you know four to four and a half a pop and, and is re- at least respectable on sunday Obviously, that just needs to be the start of things for the passing game, though, if they're going to get a win. And the important thing is that you can run well situationally. The stats for running game, much less important to me about does Joe Mixon convert a third and three when he has to, a second and three when he has to? Is he running for five yards on first down instead of three yards on first down? Is he avoiding the negative carries? And a lot of that is to do with the offensive line. One really interesting point you just made me think of, James, is you look back against the Bears last week when the Bengals did go silent count it was Xavier Suofilo signaling the snap it was the Mm -hmm. right guard it was not Quentin Spain so if it's Jackson Carmen out there and they have to go silent count which they almost certainly will in Pittsburgh that's something to watch yeah I don't think it'll be Jackson then right it's gonna have to be Quentin Spain it's gonna have to be something like because you're really gonna do that you're gonna say hey Rook come on down I, I wouldn't be doing it. I, I just, that's a lot of pressure. You know what I, I want to say to Jackson Carmen? Hey, Rook, go block this guy and yep. do that and, and let's simplify things as much as possible for him. And if you can do that and, and you come out relatively clean, he's not going to be perfect, but relatively clean, then you take it. And because look, if, if Jackson Carmen gets the start, you just don't want him to kill you. You don't want him to struggle so much that it wrecks your offense, that it wrecks your game plan, that it wrecks those critical downs, like you said, third and three. 
you don't want him just getting blown up and Mixon getting stuffed. And as long as he does that aspect of it, you know, I would take that right now and not roll the dice. You know what's interesting is I think the way you you just talked about Jackson Carmen just speaks to the Bengals' lack of success with developing offensive linemen lately. Like you think about like the way you're talking about Jackson Carmen is the way that I think about Cedric Obwehi. Like, just don't ruin the game this week, Cedric. Just don't ruin the game this week, Bobby Hart. And maybe that's not fair to Jackson Carmen, right? We haven't seen him for three weeks. I mean, you've seen him at the beginning of practices. You can't, I'm sure you would admit, you can't really see anything in no. those periods of the practice. So who knows? Maybe he comes out and has a nice game, right? I mean, very, very tough competition, very hostile environment. But I just want to throw that out there, right? Like, he doesn't have to be like every other Bengals rookie, but he needs to be good. He needs to be at least okay. Can't be falling down trying to pick up stunts the way Xavier Suofilo did, and he did have some physical struggles, and maybe that's the injury, but needs to be at least okay. Yeah, he does. And uh, if if he's not, I wonder how short his leash is, and I wonder how quick they they will put in a Deontay Smith, right? Yeah, so- or I wonder if Deontay is getting reps. I mean, he must be this it, week, right? Like he must be the right? backup right guard. You have left to guard. put him there. And, and we didn't see him there at camp. Yeah. And he hasn't been active the first two weeks. And like you said, we're there for the first 30 minutes of practice, which is stretching and, you know, a little bit of cardio, man. It's it's not that intense. So it's it's one of those things where we don't know. And would this shock you? Would it shock you if Smith jogged out there and was the starting right guard on Sunday? I don't think it's going to happen. But yes. how, how big of a surprise would that be? That'd be a huge surprise. He's not been active. I mean, that's why. Like, if, if they've made Carmen active the last two weeks and then Deontay Smith starts, like, what are they doing? That would be that would be pretty yeah. crazy. It would be crazy. I, yeah. I agree. Because he's one he's one play away from being in the field the first two weeks. Yeah. So why wouldn't why would he have been active if you don't believe in him? Yeah. Okay. And and Xavier Suofilo got hurt, right? Like he could and you know, why didn't he get in the game last week? That's another question. Maybe we'll Maybe we'll get an answer this week. I hope not. Let's look a little bit more at this Steelers defense. Minka Fitzpatrick is a guy that's been much discussed. Did you know that Minka Fitzpatrick is the worst graded safety in the NFL right now by PFF through two games? I did not. I I did not. I would have lost that bet. 78 out of 78. His coverage grade is a 28.8. He must have had a really rough week, and I haven't had time to go watch the Steelers game, but he's, he's a good player. He must the have, other safety yeah. is not so good. He must have given up the touchdown to Henry Ruggs or something, right? That deep ball. Like, cause how sure. in Ruggs was alone. So who knows? But like, yeah, why would his grade be that low? Here's what I know. He's capable of pick six in it yep. and strip, strip, stripping it. And, you know, so these guys got to be very aware of Minka. You know, okay. there aren't many football players, especially safeties where you say one name and you know who they are. Minka is one of them. I think uh, Devin Bush, as Chris Carter pointed out yesterday, is another one. He's come a long way as a cover backer. He really looks like he's going to be a good linebacker in the NFL. And Joe Burrow just had issues with another really good linebacker in the NFL in Roquan Smith last week. So he's got to be ready for another athletic, good cover linebacker in Devin Bush this week. Can't make those mistakes in the middle of the field again. And he's really got to start finding more success in the middle of the field. I know there's been some, but that is one way that he can continue to take a leap. 
The other question for this game, James, is can the Pittsburgh offense do anything? The worst offense in the NFL, according to PFF's ELO rankings. We'll get into the Bengals' defensive matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense coming up next. I'm going to tell you guys about Run Your Pool. We've done this forever, right? I know I have. I'm in a survivor pool or you're in some kind of different pool at the office. And whether you're still working from home or you're back in person at the office, you need to check out runyourpool.com. It's the number one spot to create a custom pool. It makes it completely easy. It takes all the responsibility that comes with running something like that off your plate. They handle it for you. Plus you get all the fun of being in a pool and you know potentially winning a little money on the side. Run Your Pool hosts formats for the NFL, for college football. So if you're a Bearcats fan too, like me, you see the helmet. If you're watching on YouTube, then you can do a pool that way as well. So it's not too late to start a pick and pool. It's not too late to start a survivor pool. You can start it right now at runyourpool.com. So check them out today and you're going to get 10 bucks off. We always talk about free money on Locked On Bengals at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout anywhere, everywhere in the world from Jake in Canada to me in Cincinnati. Do not miss out. Run your pool com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes run your pool.com slash locked on after you're done at run your pool.com slash locked on head on over to betonline.ag your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season as all eyes are on the gridiron number one sport in america you listen to this podcast you love football and well, so do so do most people. And with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests than before, betonline.ag continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website right now. Sign up today. You'll get a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up when you use promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So go check out all their amazing offers at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, James, let's get into this Pittsburgh offense. I don't really know what this Pittsburgh offense is meant to be right now. They've got Juju Smith-Schuster, who is a fine but not excellent slot receiver, although he's very young and could still have some upside, I guess. Maybe it Do you like point. that Corvette Corvette song? What song? Never heard of the it. The Corvette Corvette song that he not, dances to. Not familiar. Is that oh, something yeah. that he made popular? Because that would be why I wouldn't know about it, probably. Because I have wow. just so God. much disdain for John David Smith Schuster. So much so that for a while I actually I, I refused to call him by his nickname. And it's kind of disrespectful. His grandma gave him the nickname, and, and that's fair. I'm not gonna try to get in between him and his family, but John David Smith-Schuster is uh, much too busy with TikTok. Chase Claypool, you mentioned. I have to hear him on the radio up here in Canada. Can't stand it. Yeah. It's the worst. But I guess he's okay at football. He's really good. He's fine. He's a fine vertical receiver. (laughs) You know who matches up well with Chase Claypool and his ability to run fast and straight lines is Trey Waynes, who can also run fast and straight lines. Yeah. I, I agree. No, that, and he's got a little size. It, what a what a nice sight it would be. And Trey Waynes was a limited participant in practice on Thursday. I assume he'll have to test it before the game, mm-hmm. but looked fine to me. And you know, he's working out with Mike Daniels, doing cuts and stuff earlier this week. If he can play, 
You know, that, that would be huge because I agree with you. He, he can run with Chase Claypool. Now, he might not be as, you know, 40-yard wise. Actually, I think he was faster in the 40. He's not as big as Claypool, but I think he was faster. So, yeah, let him run. What, what were you going to say when I was busy throwing shade? You were going to cut me off and say something nice. If, yeah. Well, I, I like I, – I, first off, I love this. Like Steelers week Jake is just like – F Pittsburgh is basically what you are, which, you know, I think a lot of our listeners are going to appreciate that. And no, I don't mean the physical city. I mean, the team, that being said, man, you would, you would be like, yeah, Jamar chase is just average. If, if he had gotten drafted by Pittsburgh, he's just okay. He can't really Joe Burrow and Pittsburgh. You're like, yeah, he's all right. Like I, I love it because I, you know, I think Claypool is really good. You know, I think Deontay Johnson, not having him hurts this offense. And, and, you know, as we talk about the Steelers offense, I think that's a pretty big loss because of the guys, especially if you have Trey Waynes, the one that scares me the most is Deontay Johnson because they use him all over. They get him the ball in a bunch of different ways, kind of like how I expect the Bengals to use Jamar Chase. And, uh, yeah, he's got some drop issues, but when he's out there, he's always a threat. Threats to drop passes is a what kind of (laughs) – Hey, man, you do you. You do you. I, I like Deontay Johnson a lot as a uh, draft prospect. I was not very happy when the Steelers got him. I am happy he's dropping passes for the Steelers because now I can, you know, talk a little bit about it. But look, let's talk about a unit I think we can agree is bad for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that is uh, the offensive line and the quarterback. But let's talk offensive line specifically. They've got a rookie uh, at left tackle. His name is Dan Moore Jr. He was their fourth-round pick. Might be the best offensive lineman on this team. We'll also find out if Trey Turner is somebody the Bengals should have signed. He hasn't been very good, but he has, according to PFF, been better than Xavier Suofilo so far by uh, some margins. Xavier Suofilo hasn't graded very well for PFF, so not saying a ton for Turner. They've got Kendrick Green, the rookie, playing at center. He's been okay. He was a guy the Bengals might have drafted. They've got Kevin Dotson at left guard, and they've got Chuma Okafor, Okorafor, sorry, at right tackle. None of these names strike fear. There's no more David DeCastro. There's no more prime Alejandro Villanueva, who was good for the Steelers for a long time. There's no Marquise Pouncey. Maurice Pouncey? I don't even know. There's no Pouncey at all. Good job not saying a first name. That was smart. Uh, But these guys have struggled, and it's been part of the reason that Najee Harris has struggled. And it's been part of the reason that Ben Roethlisberger has struggled. There's a big opportunity here again for the Bengals interior defensive line and for these edge rushers to start winning more frequently, but for the interior defensive line to go in really disrupt this game again. Yeah, you're right. It's that's the, the path. Like when you talk about this realistic path, cause you could always pie in the sky. Well, if Joe Burrow throws for 6,000 yards, well then they're going to win. Well, of course, but, you know, is that realistic? So, But the realistic path is the offense doesn't turn the ball over and is efficient and pushes the ball downfield more than it has, and they get the running game going. And then on defense, they make Ben Roethlisberger's life a living hell and make sure Najee Harris's breakout game, because it's coming. Believe me, the Bengals know how talented he is. Luana Rumo praised him. A lot of those guys praised him. So it's going to come at some point. It just is. He's too talented, even with the line. You just make sure it doesn't happen this week. And, and if that happens and you're getting heat on Big Ben and Harris isn't, you know, getting going, he's averaging three yards a clip, 
and you have an early lead and you make Ben throw it and you're pressuring him, well, guess what? He's going to throw you the ball. Jesse Bates will have a pick or Aluzier will have a pick. Trey Waynes maybe. Could you imagine how fun that would be to see Trey Waynes out there and make a pick? Maybe it is pie in the sky now with what I'm saying. But my point is, is man, look at you laughing. But my point is the fact that that's the path. Disrupt in the trenches. And I think they can do that. I, I think that's, that, that's the thing is this is going to be a very AFC North-like game where these two offensive lines get their ass kicked by their respective defensive lines. Like, I, I think that might happen. And unfortunately, that means number nine's getting hit uh, along with uh, Big Ben himself. Could be. Could be. I, I think this could be a really low-scoring game. Like, this might yeah. not get to the 20s on either side, but it might. Uh, I mean, who knows with these things? Last time I thought it was going to be a, a shootout. Yeah, like, last time I thought there was going to be a shootout, I think it was a low-scoring game. Last time I thought it might be... Uh, first to 14 wins I think there were like 30 points scored by each team so these things are very hard to predict and and yeah. that's that's why we watch the games that's why we love the NFL right but the Bengals front seven should be good in this game I mean look at Dalvin Cook right like bottled up against the Bengals over 100 the next week David Montgomery over 100 bottled up by the Bengals so the Bengals if if the if they can't control Najee Harris in this offensive line I mean, that that would be just so historic Bengal Steelers. That would tell you that nothing has changed, right? That means you're still getting bullied by this team that's bullied you for 20 years. And even with DJ Reader and Larry Ogunjobi and Josh Tupo and BJ Hill, who have been fantastic, you still can't do it. And I, I expect them to do it, especially with Logan Wilson playing really well so far this year. Jermaine Pratt playing pretty well, especially in run defense so far this year. Von Bell playing really pretty well in the box as a box safety this year. So there's a lot of ways that I think the Bengals can control this game. Mike Hilton, how many sacks? I like to see Mike Hilton get a couple sacks, a couple free runner sacks on Big Ben. That'd be fun, right? And that that familiarity and that Mike Hilton matchup is going to be really fun to watch, actually. Just speaking of individual players here real quick before we get out of here, Mike Hilton went up against Juju Smith-Schuster a lot. And uh, has a chance to do it again, has a chance to try to catch Ben off guard and give all that juicy knowledge about the Steelers defense and about Ben Roethlisberger's tendencies and all this stuff to his new team. And I mean, they have to execute. It has to get done on the field. But that's something I'm going to be hopefully enjoying watching as well as Mike Hilton, Mike Hilton revenge game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I certainly think that that could be in the cards. It's realistic. And that, that's kind of what it, it's a good point to end here is like, I think it's realistic to expect not only a, you know, a competitive team or competitive outing, but for this defense, this offense, this team to go out there and bring it to the Steelers. They yeah. are, they have, they have the talent to do that. And here's my concern. And do you care? Do you have anything else to say before I get into the prediction? Cause I'm going to roll right into it. Yeah, no, let's do it. Okay. To me, the talent isn't what I'm worried about. I think Burrow's better than Ben. Mixon's comparable to, to Harris. The, the defensive and offensive lines, strengths and weaknesses, but they're comparable on both sides. Secondaries, they both have elite safeties, right? They're, Logan Wilson playing like a high-level linebacker. I'm not saying, you know, he's better than Bush, but still, you know, it, it's, it's something. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, it's comparable. But the edge is coaching. And I said last week was a must win 
because I didn't want Zach Taylor to have to go into this game like, man, I better because if they're two and zero, it's not. This isn't. This doesn't feel like a must win. But now, man, you want to excite, you get this city excited with Jake Lisko in town next week and Joe Goodberry and everybody that are going to come see us at the Blind Pig on Wednesday night. You want them excited for that Thursday night game? Well, well guess what, Jake Lisko? Now you got to go to Pittsburgh and win a place where the Bengals haven't won since 2015. You're one fifteen and one in the division or in uh, on the road. You're two and ten in the division since you took over. So this is on Zach. And until Zach shows me that he can do that and go on the road and outcoach Mike Tomlin, then I don't know if I can buy into it. It's not just Mike Tomlin, by the way. It's this division. I mean, there's not a bad coach in this division. There's not a bad quarterback, maybe, I guess, Ben, at this stage, bad quarterback in this division. So it's tough. I know it's easier said than done. But ultimately, I just think that there's there's going to be a gaffe. There's going to be a miscue. There's going to be a couple things. The Jackson Carmen thing worries me. We'll see about T. Higgins. I have the Steelers taking down the Bengals 23 to 20. I hope I'm wrong for us because a victory pod on on Sunday, because I'm going to be at the game at Heinz Field, would be a lot of fun to record at Heinz Field, right? Or as I'm making my way back or however. I just, until I see it, why would I pick against 115 and one? I felt like a doofus after that Chicago game. And so this same team is supposed to go on the road from Chicago, a team I think they should have beat, and, and beat the Steelers team with their pedigree and the history. It's just it's too tough for me to pick. So I'm going to say 23-20 Steelers. And if you did get the bet online.ag odds, hopefully you did it earlier in the week because it was at like minus five. The Bengals were like five-point underdogs. And uh, now I think it's about three, three and a half. I see this the same as I saw Minnesota. I think this is a winnable game. Dude, I don't know that I think I they will win. But it's a winnable game. I mean, they did manage to outcoach Mike Tomlin's coaching staff last year with Ryan Finley at quarterback. Lest lest us forget, let us not forget whatever. All Brown Stadium. I, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying it was Ryan Finley. You, you know, they 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 won the game, and the Steelers were there was some attrition at that point for sure, and all this stuff. But I'm just saying. So you're saying they should sign Ryan Finley on yes. Friday and start him Sunday. All right, run, run that run that read option. They're going to crash on it all day, and you're going to run 40 yards for a touchdown. (laughs) Never see it coming. Can't get them twice. Uh, Again, I see this as a winnable game. TJ Watt is going to be a big factor. We've hardly talked about him. He's coming off the groin injury. He's going to play. He's probably going to be a problem. uh, Not Stephon Tua. Cam Hayward is going to be a problem in the middle of the line. He's too good not to be. He keeps getting better somehow. And, uh, you know, don't don't let Minka Fitzpatrick be a problem. Don't get confused by coverages again. If you're Joe Burrow seeing stuff because the Steelers threw through the through to, uh, you know, everything but the kitchen sink, maybe even the kitchen sink at him the first time around. They, they showed coverages that they didn't play the rest of the year against Joe Burrow. And we were all waiting for him to get his second shot. Well, now it's time. Get that second shot, Joe, and let's make it better. Let's make it better than the first time around. It's a vaccine ab. All right, go ahead. Let's uh, let's go win some football games, shall we? <laughs> let's take down the Steelers in Pittsburgh for my for my mental well being. So all this trash I've talked and shade I've thrown, I can back up. On Dude, you're, if if they do win, all the stuff you've talked all week, mm. can you imagine how you're going to be embraced at the blind pig on Wednesday? I'll It'll feel be great, great about it. I'll feel and, great oh, about man. it. It'll be, you might get picked up. You might be on people's shoulders. You might be the Evan McPherson Week oh, One man. treatment. No, no, Ooh, no. I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. Let's uh, let's wrap up here, James. 
The next time you hear from us will be after the game on Sunday. James will be coming to you from Heinz Field. I'll be coming to you from my home here on the west coast of Canada. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day? Have a good one.